Hi folks, Richard here and I wanted to let you know that today's Tub Talk is brought to you by Kaseya, a provider of complete IT infrastructure management solutions for both MSPs and internal IT departments. Stay tuned and later in the show I'll tell you a little bit more about Kaseya and their special offer for Tub Talk podcast listeners. You're listening to Tub Talk, the podcast for IT business owners with our featured conversation with Richard Tubb, Chad Savoy, and Daniel Kamara of Kaseya. My name's Jeff Nicholson, and this podcast is all about helping you grow your IT business. In this episode, Richard talks with Chad Savoy, General Manager, and Daniel Kamara, Global Channel Sales Manager. Daniel started out as a rugby player before an injury led him to Spanning, where he worked his way up from a cold caller. You'll hear how Spanning became part of Kaseya, why MSP should invest in a separate backup provider rather than relying on a SaaS, and how Spanning makes that easier. This episode was recorded in person between Richard, Chad, and Daniel at the Kaseya Connect Europe 2018 event in Amsterdam earlier this year. And now, without further ado, here's Richard Tubb talking with Chad and Daniel. Daniel, Chad. Welcome to the podcast. Glad, Thank you. Glad to be here. So for anybody who's not familiar with uh, Spanning as a company, what is it you do? We do cloud-to-cloud backup or SaaS backup and for three products, Office 365, G Suite, and Salesforce. Cool. And um, what's your role within the company? I am the general manager. What does that mean on a day-to-day basis for you? (laughs) Uh, That means uh, pretty much in charge of all of the departments, making sure our go-to-market is uh, up and proper, that sales is running as efficiently as possible, and uh, that our marketing folks are getting the word out about spamming Mm. to the public. Daniel, what about yourself? So I head up our channel. So all of our channel partners um, across all spectrums, MSPs, VARs, um, some independent uh, providers as well, making sure that they're... Um, you know, well-equipped to be able to present us in the market and go to market with us. Yeah. So I'm a spanning backup user myself. <laughs> I'm a customer of yours. Been using the product for, I'd say, about seven, eight years now with Google Apps. So I know what it does. But I guess the first question that's going to jump to mind to a lot of people in the market, they're going to say, well, Office 365, Google Apps, that type of thing. Don't the providers back that up? Why do I need a security suite? Why do I need anything for that? So perhaps, Daniel, I'm looking at you here. <laughs> yeah, so it's a great question. Um, and at a very high level, you know, these SaaS providers do provide great applications uh, with uh, essentially the nuts and bolts uh, have tons of redundancy in place. Um, so that question is warranted, right? Why are, why are we talking about backup and it's in the cloud? The, the fundamental reason why is, you know, these SaaS providers like Microsoft and Google and Salesforce, um, though they do have all of these redundancies built in place, it's all built to protect um, essentially the nuts and bolts and their own liability, right? So if lightning strikes um, and for whatever reason they can't meet their SLA, then obviously they have whatever, you know, uh, uh, procedures in place to make sure that you as a customer are never harmed by that. But the reality of the situation is that the sheer mass of users that they're dealing with and the the nature of human beings um, that exists is they can't hold themselves liable for the end user screwing up, doing something they're not supposed to be doing and causing data loss. 
So we are that fail safe, that insurance policy to make sure that the end user isn't, um, you know, manipulating the living, breathing data in a way that's going to be harmful. Or if there are any malicious outsiders um, or, you know, ransomware is huge right now. Any situations like that, the end customer needs to have their security blanket to make sure that their their organization can be up and running. Mm. So as I said, I've been a user for about eight years now. To your credit, I don't know very much about you as a company. <laughs> and the reason that being, and that's a good thing actually, because you know I've just installed it, set it and forget it. And it runs with uh, my team and I with Google Apps in the background. When I've gone to do restores and things, it's been, you know, I'm a techie by trade, but you know, no longer do the, the tech. It's just been simple to use. I've restored documents, I've restored individual emails and things like that. So is it a case of you've got a product that is set and forget it and it's just there when you need it? Well, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what we strive to do. And I'm very happy to hear that that's the case for you. Uh, but we want our customers to not have to worry about data protection. We want to do all the heavy lifting there so that if and when they need us, it's quick and easy for them to bounce back, get up and running. But throughout the day, uh, they can focus on the bigger IT challenges out there. Yeah, yeah. And I think you you hit a good point. The um, It's not just administrators. It's a lot of their users that are uh, empowered to be able to use the product. So the set it and forget it is definitely a theme and the simplicity of the product, I think, speaks volumes. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about spanning as a company. As I said, you know, I'm, I'm woefully ignorant of you, if truth be told. And that's sort of a good thing because it's just been set in and forget and leave it in the background. That's Tell right. me a little bit about uh, who spanning are, where are you based, how many employees, that type yeah. of thing. Uh, born and bred in Austin, Texas. Texas in 2010. Um, we currently have uh, 65 employees and um, we are uh, in the heart of downtown. Um, been through quite an acquisition strategy. Uh, I think you and I were joking a little earlier. Uh, the prettiest girl in the bar. Uh, we were. Uh, <laughs> and we'll talk more about that in a minute. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Live from Amsterdam. Um, in 2014, we were acquired by EMC. Shortly thereafter, Dell acquired EMC, so that was two. Uh, and Insight Venture Partners acquired us last year, and then uh, now recently Kaseya. So we've been through uh, we've been through uh, the gambit as far as acquisitions, but uh, it's been very positive for us. Spanning has traditionally serviced the mid market uh, to enterprise companies. Um, the, with the advent or the acquisition of Dell EMC, we were able to partner with their what they call their DPS, their Data Protection Services group, which allowed us exposure into uh, a much larger enterprise customer base. So uh, that kind of uh, traditionally spanning had the mid-market covered up. Um, that allowed us to get into a larger enterprise class customer. And then now with the Kasey acquisition, we're able to service the SMB and the MSP market. So we truly have total coverage from mm -hmm. an employee count standpoint. And what's that going to mean for you internally? How's the team going to change in terms of, um, you know, you're serving the mid-market, you, you're now part of Kasey. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but you're serving specifically the MSP market. How do you cope with all of those, you know, uh, those battles on different fronts, I guess? The great thing, and I think was the strategic part of the acquisition, is the, uh, the ability to uh, maintain uh, and operate autonomously in Austin, Texas. So it's business as usual for us. We'll make some modifications to service the MSP markets a little bit better um, from a product standpoint. But we're not having to reinvent the wheel. We're going to tweak and modify an existing product, which is a lot easier from an engineering perspective. Mm -hmm. So uh, there really won't be a ton of changes. We're going to have to make some um, some small minor tweaks to some of the uh, the collateral and marketing uh, collateral information for 
to service MSPs. Uh, just a, it's a little bit different of a market, but it's um, it's it's the general theme and message of data protection and backup. Mm. Now, I was chatting with uh, Fred Vicola, the uh, the CEO of right. uh, of Kaseya. Kaseya have got. And I'm a big fan of this, but Casera have got a really interesting strategy when it comes to acquisitions. Most companies in the market, as soon as the acquisition's made, they're like, well, big news, and they share it, lots of noise. And then, of course, it's frustrating for partners because six to nine months down the road, nothing's really happened. And so Casera do it slightly differently, don't they? They, they? they make the acquisition, they keep it quiet, they integrate. So what's your experience been of the, uh, I know you've gone through a couple of acquisitions now, but of the acquisition specifically by Casera? I have. I've been on the the, uh, the both sides of the acquisition strategy for, uh, for many years now. Um, this one was was unique in the fact that they uh, do not announce until they have a fully integrated product with their platform. Um, as you hit to earlier, the majority of acquisitions are, are uh, kind of big splashes in the news and to generate um, kind of, I guess you could say, instant demand or recognition for the acquiring company. Uh, in this case, it was for technology and they want to make sure that they've got an integrated product that works uh, very well at the time of release. So uh, not only is it a is it an acquis acquisition release from a from a uh, a new standpoint, they actually have a product that is ready to service the market. So uh, it's the first one I've been a part of. Can't believe it's not a strategy that's used uh, yeah. on an ongoing theme. It's uh, it makes sense, and I think it speaks to the volumes that Kaseya is really connected with their user base and the MSPs and what they want. Um, they listen. Uh, they make key strategic acquisitions. They implement uh, technologies that are a good fit and can be used by those MSPs. And then they uh, they announce when that is complete. Mm. It's 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 a it's a breath of fresh air. From it is. It is. It makes absolute sense because the new came out we're in Amsterdam at Kaseya Connect Europe at the moment and the news came out uh, I think it was on Monday the mm -hmm. conference itself started um, in swing on Tuesday of course people for some people it was the first time they'd heard of spanning so they become aware of it and it's like okay instinctively they're like when can I get my hands on the tech the good news is immediately yes. they can do it immediately <laughs> so the frustrations out of the way now I was on the main stage um, speaking yesterday about mm -hmm. the opportunities for MSP and I think this is a question named at you Daniel um, Saturation in the Office 365 market, into a lesser degree, Google Apps for MSPs is, you know, it's way up there. You know, pretty much everybody who can be sold Office 365 uh, has been. I'm sort of shocked, surprised at how few MSPs are actually offering um, services such as spanning and archiving and other things on on top of that. Why do you think that is? Why do you think MSPs just rely on Microsoft to do the backup and the security for them? Sure, I think it was um, sort of the way that Microsoft went to market and some of these SaaS applications went to market where, um, you know, in, in our infancy as a company, uh, what we would see in the market is a lot of people um, were fighting and a lot of these SaaS vendors were fighting cloud insecurity, right? And in order for them to, to effectively go to market, um, they, they wanted to make sure that that conversation was handled as, you know, directly as possible. So it, it was almost sold as backup proof. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we've, I feel like the market's matured enough these days um, and um, all, all customers have matured. And unfortunately, a lot of customers have run into these data loss scenarios a lot more commonly. So um, it's the market's been educated enough to where people are really starting to ask for it instead of us having to go educate the market. Um, so I think we've seen a big shift um, you know, sort of globally. And I, I know I personally have seen a bigger shift for people coming to us and asking us for their services instead of going out and searching and reaching. Um, and I think, um, you know, in our infancy, when we focused on 
on Google Apps and Salesforce specifically, there wasn't a huge MSP focus um, by those two SaaS organizations. You know, they traditionally have always been born in the cloud and sort of these go, go to the cloud uh, or sorry, born in the cloud organizations um, typically don't have to have a, a sort of distribution uh, market to address. Um, so uh, the maturity of Office 365 and how aggressive it's picked up in the market has really, you know, really swung it. Oh, it's night and day um, from last year to this year. Last year, we had to educate a lot of customers on why it was important. Um, the manufacturers will back up or keep keep some data for 30 days, and then it's it's not that aspect of it. It's the restore uh Mm. ability extremely cumbersome sometimes you can get your files back but it could be thousands and thousands of files you've got to go search through and find exactly what you're trying to restore and i think where spanning uh has really kind of made their mark on the industry is the restore capabilities so not only do we keep the data retention forever um, you can go back and look at a specific employee for a specific day for a specific file in a matter of seconds be able to pull that that record back up um, so there has been a lot of education last year. This year, unfortunately, because of the high rate of incidents, people know. They, they know exactly why they need backup, and they're coming to, um, to do a trial and to test the, uh, to test the product. So um, it's, it's great for business, uh, and, and unfortunately, I think it's indicative of uh, the rise of malware, the rise of just the malicious uh, uh, infractions that happen across companies of all sizes. So mm. we have seen a, uh, a massive uptick in, in the demand for the product, not only across Office 365, but also Salesforce and G Suite. Mm. So, and again, I think this is a question for you, Daniel, with your sort of salesman hat on. I can hear, being a former MSP myself, I can hear MSPs going, yeah, we can understand why that's necessary, but their clients are probably going to turn to them, some of the more mealy-mouthed ones and nickel and diamond, and going to go, we, we pay you for security anyway. Why should we pay you more for, for, for this new product? How do you help MSPs to answer that question? Well, one, uh, unfortunately, these hackers are incredibly smart and incredibly clever. Um, so, you know, no matter how much, you can kind of think of it, you know, the barbarians at the gate, you need them there. Uh, to protect, um, you know, the attackers and stuff. But if they if they break through the moat and get into the palace, uh, you need to have a bounce back strategy. You know, so uh, and every single day we see more unique ways that these ransomware attackers get in. We have we have a security engineer that's constantly peppering us with, hey, watch out for this now. Hey, look out for that. Don't click this email, and he'll send us these these sort of fake emails to make sure and try and trick us to make sure we're not clicking. Oh, uh, like white hat phishing sort of <laughs> yeah. thing. Oh, he must be a fun colleague. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah he has a military <laughs> background. So he drives submarines around and stuff. Uh, uh, so he's, he's a lot of fun. But yeah, unfortunately, these, these hackers are incredibly clever. Um, so the, the, the risk is always there. And then uh, at the end of the day, uh, it doesn't matter how much security measures you have on the front end. Humans are humans. Um, and Microsoft, Google, Salesforce, they all provide an incredible application with incredible uptimes. But at the end of the day, it's living, breathing data that is handled by human beings. So say you set retention policies inside of your organization, and we've, we've, had, we've had customers who set it for seven days instead of seven years. And suddenly, oh my God, all my data is gone yeah. from last week. What do I do? If you tell Microsoft, hey, purge my data because I've set retention policies, they're going to honor that. You know, you don't want you don't want Microsoft holding on to the data that you told them to um, to delete. You know, a few minutes before. You want to be able to trust Microsoft and Google and Salesforce to say, hey, if I tell you to delete something, you know, that you have to delete it. And especially with GDPR these days and the right to be forgotten, um, now there's a lot more focus on pushing for, hey, if I tell you to delete something, 
you got to delete it. Whereas sometimes when you tell these SaaS providers to delete that, it might be an accident or it might be a malicious person doing so. So it's that human element that always has to be accounted for. Mm. Let's jump into the nuts and bolts a bit. I'm a geek, I'm a techie, former MSP and myself. What does it look like from the MSP's side? So multi-tenanted, they're looking after loads of different clients. Give us an indication of, of what it looks like from the MSP. So as of today, what we've decided to do uh, to address that piece is obviously integrate directly with Kaseya. So they'll be able to go into their VSA um, uh, environment and click on spanning after they've downloaded the module and look at you know a good breakdown of all of their customers um, and like uh, a sort of uh, licensing breakdown, et cetera. Um, coming down the pipe, what we're, we're going to have a lot more uh, features and functionalities focusing on things like alerting and status monitoring so that the MSPs don't have to go into every single tenant all every day to monitor to make sure the backups are healthy and errors aren't occurring. Uh, we're also going to have licensing and provisioning features that come along because, as we all know, dealing with these sort of SaaS applications is great from a um, you know scalability model and stuff. But from an MSP perspective, that's a lot of licenses that you're trying to pinpoint and focus and provision in the right place. So we want to make that super easy and clean for all of our MSPs to be able to turn things on and turn things off without having to really contact their rep every single time, fill out forms, whatever. They simply go into the VSA module, click yes or no, et cetera. Um, and then uh, after that in the pipe, we're also gonna uh, be focusing on a standalone MSP tool for Office 365. Today we do have one for Google that does have those features and functionalities. Um, and we wanna be able to stand that up for Office 365 here in the near future. And hopefully one day, nudge, nudge at Chad, uh, a, a full platform with all three of them um, so our MSPs can manage all three environments from one place. Yeah, that's that's the goal. And I think um, not only for MSPs, but our partner community in general is the the ability to manage a, um, a disparate group of different companies. Um, we we have a partner console in our G Suite product, which which accommodates distributed environments very well, uh, and we'll be replicating that across to Office 365 as mm. well. So yeah, makes it'll, sense. It'll be helpful for sure. Mm. Security, that's the other thing that's going to spring to mind. So obviously the, the MSPs or, or indeed um, individuals within client organizations, they've got the ability here to have a look at a lot of data if they choose to. So how do you enable MSPs to keep track of who's looking at the data, who's doing the restores, that type of thing? So um, we, we do a lot, well, for, for starters, um, the way you access spanning is via OAuth. So from a security perspective, we have competitors in the space that um, in order to run the backup jobs, they uh, they force you to have these service accounts with global administrator credentials. Um, and I understand why they would do so because it it's, it's a lot easier to work with a SaaS application because um, you kind of get to circumvent the, the API uh, fidgeting because um, um, you know dealing with a third party's APIs can be a bit fidgety. Um, and we've run into that you know across all three platforms. So I would understand from why an organization would choose to do that from an engineering standpoint because um, it kind of gives you access easier to a lot more features. Um, but from a security standpoint, you know, you're essentially giving the keys to the kingdom to a third party application. Um, so it's just, it's, you know, from our perspective, it's a big security no no. So uh, and it also allows us to, to really control who gets to access and see what at the administrator level. So you can choose to give access to your end users if you'd like to allow them to, to run their own resource. Um, but even in that environment, it's a bit siloed to where they can only restore their own backups, their own data. They can only look at their own stuff. Um, and we also have other access and security controls um, to sort of have a, a, a set of hierarchies that allows certain admins to view things, certain admins not have access, things of that nature. So 
um, essentially the way we kind of layer things inside the environments, um, as well as how we actually access and pull the data um, innately makes it, you know, incredibly secure. We are compliant with all of the industry gold standards, um, you know, with our EMC background, having to focus in the enterprise space, you know, security is always incredibly scrutinized. So we've already had that foundation there. Um, and then the ease of use of our product allows that to be, you know, enjoyed by our MSPs as well. Mm. And we uh, mentioned EMC earlier on. Um, so I guess this is going to be a tough question, but I'm intrigued to hear your answer to it. So Kaseya are a channel-based company. Um, you have also got direct relationships as well with customers. How do you reconcile that? And how do you assure the MSPs that, you know, you're not going to work with them and then, a few minutes later, there's going to be a tap on their customer's yeah. shoulder and say, hey, come and work with us directly. I, I think it's all how you measure it. We have um, deal registration process in place that protect really, uh, really strongly in our uh, in our CRM environment. So um, we it's our job to educate the MSPs and our partners. Uh, and Danny's done a great job of that thus far. Um, but he will be wearing many more hats in the future. <laughs> um, but it's to educate the MSPs on that deal registration. Um but to be perfectly honest, I think we've we've got a really good plan in place. We uh, we see very little channel conflict uh, currently, and we don't expect there to be a uh, a change in that philosophy mm -hmm. moving forward. So, deal registration is key, education is key, and uh, providing our MSP and partner communities, which is with as much collateral as possible. Mm -hmm. yeah. And on top of that, what we've also done through the VSA module is. Uh, the way a MSP connects their customer to their module sort of silos it off in our system. So it's it's there's a technical sense of ownership from the MSP. There's a, a bit of a layering. Uh, think of like a you know kind of uh, a folder hierarchy where it's it's owned by Kaseya, who's owned by or it's sorry it's owned by the MSP, who's owned by Kaseya, et cetera. So it silos it off from the rest of our channel. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Let's get to know you a little bit more. Danny, what's your background in the industry? What what brought you to spanning? So uh, my only background in the in the industry directly is with spanning. I started out okay. as a cold caller and just called my way up um, <laughs> until I started when we were part of EMC. Um, my my start in the channel was around the large DMRs, so the CDWs, the SHIs, um, and focusing on on sort of um, uh, sp spreading the spanning brand around with them. Um, and then since then, uh, you know, took on a bit more uh, of our channel, focused globally on, you know, sort of our MSPs, our CSPs on the Google side um, and things of that nature, and then have grown. Um, and since, you know, Chad has joined the organization, he's really helped me really expand my wings um, throughout the organization and really, really uh, take a big ch chomp out of, uh, you know, trying to make an impact for spanning. Yeah, I can see a lot more responsibility coming your way very, <laughs> yeah, very soon yeah. if I'm reading between the lines here. We're, I think the fun thing about um, most of the companies I've worked for, and especially uh, the spirit we brought to spanning is the promotion from within. It, um, I think it builds character. It, uh, it also allows people to get a feel for different departments as well. So they really can embrace the whole culture of the company as opposed to a siloed um, department, if you will. So Danny's done a great job. Plus he's uh, a big gentleman, so I like to take him with me for protection purposes. <laughs> when in the thing. Danny, Danny was a uh, hell of a rugby player, played for uh, University of Texas. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Bit of a rugby background until I played at the club level and uh, long story short, uh, scrum collapse and have three slip discs in my neck now. So the 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 medic said, if you keep playing, 
you might die or get uh, paralyzed. So it's time to hang up the boots so, after that. Wow. <laughs> so we got into software, yeah. <laughs> which is still a, 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 it can be a vicious yeah. industry at times. So, so I think for any MSPs listening, yeah, don't get into a ruck with uh, with Danny. So just be very polite to this gentleman. So I, I agree. He's, he is my protection. The good thing is um, uh, Danny's um, younger in his career, so he loves to travel. And I think as you progress in your career, travel uh, loses its affinity. After You and I were talking about this before. We I've been on the road as we're recording this for two weeks. Yeah. And I'm just about ready for, more than ready for my own bed at this stage. It's, yeah. it's I mean, we're, as your listeners know, we're in Amsterdam right now. So we, uh, our bodies are just adjusting and acclimating to the time change. And we get back on an airplane tomorrow, so we get to do it all over again. So it is, it is a, it is a wreck. But uh, Danny has bag and will travel, and yep. is very excited to do so. So we're, uh, especially with the MSPs, um, we're going to have a ton more uh, customer visits uh, right. on the horizon. So. More face to face time. Absolutely. So, so what about the UK? Have you, do you have any specific sort of plans for there? Because Casey has got a big foothold in the UK. Lots of. Like, MSPs. Obviously, that's that's my uh, sort of primary market as well. Um, as I said, there's huge adoption of Office 365. I'd say the market is saturated, but I'm sort of shocked at how few MSPs are actually offering services like spanning. So for me, it seems as though this is a you know perfect opportunity to clear up. Are we going to see you a lot more in the UK? Uh, hopefully, yeah. Um, if I can get Chad to sign off on the uh, expense reports, of course. Um, we just also... well, well, let's put him on the spot now because he's not going to say no live on air, is he? But, uh... well, you asked me what the duties were, and I rolled directly to Fred, the CEO, so I'll push those up here. Uh, the good thing is, is Kasey is headquartered out of Dublin. Um, right, yeah. So we've got a, uh, a big footprint in Ireland. Um, so we plan on taking advantage of the uh, the resources there. So we'll be, we'll be uh, expanding our sales efforts and our support efforts to Ireland in the coming quarters, mm -hmm. hopefully months. We're mm -hmm. trying to expedite it as quickly as we can. Um, the great thing about our product is it's super easy to trial and download. And just through our internal uh, systems, we get the uh, updates uh, and mail notification when a trial has come through. And just from the Kaseya event over the past you know, 72 hours, uh, we've seen a massive increase in European downloads and trials. So uh, it's really exciting. Um, I'm new to the MSP market, and as Fred's, you know, beginning to educate me on how the MSPs um, used to make a living off of the services provided around Microsoft Exchange, and through the advent of Office 365, that sounds like it has gone away. So yes. this is a this is a really big way for the MSP community to start to commoditize and make some money on services um, back under that. Uh, Microsoft umbrella. So yeah. we're excited to see that. And the uh, the demand for the product is is really ripe, especially in, in the EMEA region. Mm. So Chad, you mentioned, you know, there's a team of 65, you've clearly got a good relationship with uh, Danny here. And I can imagine that's uh, similar with, uh, with the other members of staff as well. Sure. What's your philosophy towards leadership management of people? How'd you get the best out of your team? Work hard, play hard. Uh, yeah, I grew up in uh, my early part of my career was at SolarWinds, um, uh, network performance management. So I was there for about seven, eight years. I got to experience internal promotion from within, uh, being one of the first salespeople and, and eventually uh, running uh, global sales for them. So it's such a good character builder uh, to be able to have kind of the weight of the world placed upon your shoulders. Um, whether you think you're ready for it or not, you're mm -hmm. forced into that. And that type of uh, 
that type of kind of self-discovery is really good for growth. And um, so we tried to promote that uh, at Spanning and give uh, multiple realms of vertical movement uh, and the ability to move to other departments uh, to be able to test out and figure out um, where your skill sets can be best utilized. Mm. So we, we really do. I hate to say it's kind of a cliche, but we have a work hard, play hard uh, attitude. Um, we, we really enjoy what we do. So it makes the, the hard work fun. And then uh, we enjoy clocking out and going and having a good time afterwards as well. It's uh, it's truly a family unit. So it's kind of fun to, to have that uh, in the home front and then in the office front as well. So uh, when you love what you're doing, it's not really work. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. We truly love what we do. So it's uh, it's been a fun uh, a fun adventure to this point. And with the Kasey acquisition, I think it's just going to uh, have much broader horizon for us. So. Absolutely. So I can see you, you're, you're going to be growing as a business. You're going to be adding more people. What do you look for in the people that you're bringing on board? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so the next segment or phase of growth is going to be in this MSP realm. So we're going to be looking for some uh, some background from the MSP world. And the great thing is, is through Kaseya, because they live and breathe that every day, we've got direct access into, uh, into a ton of um, uh, thought leaders in the industry and introductions into folks. So that's that's uh, that's I think where we're headed at least in the uh, in the coming twelve months. Mm-hmm. Cool. And what's what's next for Spanning? I guess from a technical perspective and a, from a business perspective, what what's coming down the road? Anything, what can we expect? Yeah, I, I think we are going to be strengthening all three platforms. So we're going to be adding features for our Office 365 portfolio, Salesforce, as well as G Suite. G Suite is by far our, uh, our our legacy product, if you will. That was the first to market, and I think the first that you started to Indeed, use. yeah. So um, we are uh, we like to think of ourselves as the industry leader in that segment. Um, we need to. Uh, continue to innovate in the other two products uh, to make sure that we get a, as strong as a foothold as we had in the G Suite space. Mm, excellent. Cool. Well, congratulations again on the acquisition. Uh, fantastic news. And I think you're only going to go from strength to strength off the back of the uh, of the Kaseya move there. And um, I'm going to follow with interest, both as a industry sort of observer and as a customer. So, um, yeah, keep up the good Next work. time you're down in Austin, come see us. I well, we were talking about, I've never been to Austin, so I want to get down to South by Southwest one time, so I know who to pop in on next time. You I'm bet, down there, so. you bet. Yeah, right downtown. Cool. Danny's got a couch you can crash on. <laughs> you had it here first, listeners. <laughs> Danny, Chad, thanks for your time today. Really appreciate Pleasure, it. Pleasure, Richard. Thanks for listening to Tub Talk, the podcast for IT business owners. You can find the show notes and bonus content for this interview, along with dozens of other interviews with IT business leaders over at www.tubblog.co.uk. If you enjoyed this podcast, then we'd really appreciate you rating and reviewing the show over at iTunes. Every review helps us reach new listeners and helps raise the bar for success in the IT industry. Thanks for listening, and I'll speak with you next episode. Have a great day. Thanks to Kaseya for sponsoring this episode of Tub Talk. If you're not familiar with Kaseya and you run an MSP or work in an IT department, you really should be familiar with them. Just to tell you a little bit more about the company. Kaseya provides essential IT management software that ensures MSP's success. Whether you're looking to drive revenue growth and increase profitability, offer new revenue driving services to your customers, or take on new customers with existing staff, or even drive customer satisfaction by preventing problems before they pop up, Kaseya can help you. IT complete 
complete by Kaseya provides you with all the solutions you need to run your business, as well as the most comprehensive revenue generating solutions to grow your business. It empowers IT businesses to command all of their IT centrally, easily manage remote and distributed environments, simplify backup and disaster recovery, and automate across all IT management functions. Kaseya would be delighted to offer you a free demo of VSA. All you need to do is to go to info.kaseya.com forward slash tub talk and register for the demo. You can also avail yourself of a free two-week trial of Kaseya VSA or Kaseya BMS. Again, visit info.kaseya.com forward slash tub talk for all the details. Thanks again to Kaseya. Without our sponsors, we really wouldn't be able to bring you tub talk, so I'd encourage you to check out their offer.